Howdy folks, welcome back to the News Print Commando. Today we're looking at Harrier Comics Red Fox issue number four from July 1986. If you want to get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, Teal like the color, or News P Commando on Twitter. Teal Productions has a Facebook page. I am IndieMan at gmail.com is the email address. Comicbook.noise.com slash TNC. That is Tango November Charlie. TNC is the website. Just another fanboy.freeforums.net are forums if you want long uh, discourse there. Now, this was scripted, penciled, and inked by Fox with additional scripting by Mike Lewis and additional inking by Carl Cropley, lettered by Jack McCardle. Now, the front page, uh, Harrier Comics presents Red Fox. We see three tarot cards, the fool, the mage, and a third one that has a very pale-looking red fox on it. And then we have Ratty down here at the bottom. We've been introduced to Ratty before. Uh, his full name is Shoquastican, Can, Shoquastican, uh, but, every, uh, but uh, the Wizard SQ calls him Ratty. Inside front cover, we have letters, some interesting people uh, also writing letters. We have one from Dave Meaningless here. Uh, another one that caught my attention was a postcard. And then we have an editorial that tells us some interesting things. Red Fox number one's print run was 13,100. Number two was 9,800. Number three was 12,800. And they're predicting that issue four, which I hold in my hand, will be around 18,500. And uh, he makes some discussions here about the 20,000 book threshold. And we also find out about another appearance of Red Fox in another book, which I'll throw out to you at the end of the issue because there's an advert for that book in the inside back cover. And then some recommendations for additional books to read. Uh, Swiftsure, S-W-I-F-T-S-U-R-E from Harrier Comics also. Swords of Cerebus, Myth Adventures and Unicorn Isle by from Warp Graphics, New Triumph from Matrix, and Southern Knights from Fictioneers are all positively spoken about by, uh, I don't know, maybe the editor Martin Locke. I'm not sure who's doing the editorial here. So we open the book with uh, the Fool tarot card here. Now the inside, the, the front cover is uh, full color. The interior of the book is in black and white. And we see Ratty here. The name is Shaquastican. No, don't worry about pronouncing it. Mostly I'm known to folks as Ratty. It fits. I'm a freak. An oddity. The result of an unsuccessful experiment by STQ. Who's he? Oh, that's the guy I work for. STQ the wizard. He's one of those hocus-pocus merchants. You must know the type. Yeah, that's right. Always gushing on about manipulation of the cosmos and their dedication to the science of magic for the benefit of mankind. We have a the image here is of Ratty standing, arms crossed, and then behind him is a rather elaborately drawn, uh, maybe library, some sort of storeroom, research room. We have down here at the bottom shelf an Acme Aura Trap, which I think we'll find out that that was used here in a bit. Now, the first, um, let's see, three, the first three pages of this book, you've got the panel is about 80%. 
And the first 20% from left to right is a large white border that has these narration boxes in it. So it's a, it's a very interesting design. I kind of like it. But Reddy goes on. He's apparently giving us a, a tour of SDQ's home here. We see another uh, level that just looks like some sort of living, living quarters. And then down in the basement, we have a, uh, a group of other experiments that are all caged up. And Reddy tells us that they're caged because SDQ couldn't let them out because it would hurt his reputation. And for wizards, reputations mean a lot. Then suddenly, SDQ uh, jumps out of his laboratory here and corrals Ratty to show him his latest experiment, and it is Red Fox, although it's not Red Fox. It's White Fox, because he tells us, I think you'll like her, Ratty. Oh, I'm sure you'll like her. I couldn't get the color quite right, but she'll do. She'll do. So it's an albino uh, version of Red Fox, which is what we saw on the cover in place of the third tarot card. The fool, the mage, and then this third tarot card, but it's a uh, an image of white fox standing there rather than an image of whatever the tarot card should be. We find that she is created and is a is a fully formed human being physically, but mentally she is starting from zero. So she has to be taught everything just like a child, um, and she learns just like a child, except that I take it probably because she has an adult mind to go along with her adult body. Uh, the the spaces in the mind, the connections are made m- much more quickly than a, a child's would that has to grow connections over time. All the connections are in place. They just have to be activated and used, uh, roughly speaking, uh, I, I would assume, for an adult mind. So she learns quickly and adapts quickly. Uh montages of learning to eat and spitting food out like a baby. Ha ha ha. Learning to walk, learning to play, reading. It's funny, one of the books that SQ is having a read from, she says, see Conan hit the dragon. See Sonia hit the dragon. The dragon is in- injured, says SQ. Injured. See the dragon die. So that's kind of a funny book there that she's reading. Um, playing chess, playing poker against ratty here and now is we see a montage of the primary reason i think that stq created her and that is to teach her magic Uh, we have an image here in the background she's hovering uh, lotus position and in the background very much looks like the window of dr strange's sanctum sanctorum from uh, what is it beaker street is that what it's called in new york but that odd image that's on the window that looks like the image that's in the background here. Perhaps it's another window for SQ here they're drawing from. But she's learning magic, uh, learning quite well. Ratty goes out. Okay, uh, let me step back here. Opening page in the upper left-hand corner, kind of overlapping between that large white border and the first actual drawn panel, we have the tarot card of the fool. And then that is page three of the book, which is the first story page. The cover is page one, inside cover is two, and then three. Um, Now, on page 11, in the left-hand side, we have the tarot card of the mage. Almost unto chapters, I guess. Um, Ratty is outside talking to the gargoyles. The gargoyles sit there. They're the guardians for SDQ's wizard's tower. But Ratty's out there talking to him, and then suddenly White Fox pops up, and 
discerns that they're kind of talking about her. They weren't really saying anything mean or bad. You know, they were just discussing her existence as one would uh, in uh, in in vicinity of a, a created creature. Although Ratty is the same way, and and I actually I guess the gargoyles probably were created by SQ as well. So everybody pretty much has the same origin. But they're talking. White Fox interrupts and says, "Hey." You know, since you all miss Red Fox so much, do you want to see her? And Reddy's like, what? See her? And White Fox is like, yeah, here. And she she taps into because White Fox is created from a portion or a copy of Red Fox's aura. So there is an innate or perhaps even direct connection between the two. And with some concentration and usage of some magic, White Fox can look in on Red Fox. And she does. And, and this is... An interesting part of the book, uh, the up until now, and I'm on page 13 of the book, up until now, it's been a black and white, typically inked kind of artwork. Now, where we look in on Red Fox and Lissa the Axe, on one page, we have those two scenes superimposed on each other. And the artwork that involves Red Fox and Lissa is not as heavily inked, almost like it's just penciled. And it's a, a wispier kind of almost sketchier kind of looking thing rather than a finished inked art cleaned up like the initial artwork is. So now we switch over and we see that Red Fox and Lissa are staying with someone. They're friends of Lissa and Lissa's cooking. Apparently she's cooking a curry. They're eating. Red Fox tells her, uh, says, Probably we should enjoy this because it may be the last decent meal we have. We're running out of money. They eat. They talk about nothing. They drink. They drink themselves under the table and fall asleep under the table. That's basically what happens. We revert back to White Fox and Ratty, and White Fox has collapsed. The uh, ability to connect can be done, but it, it takes a lot of juice out of her. And so she just isn't that strong yet. And uh, the scene had ended anyways, actually, because Red Fox and Lissa had both fallen asleep. So she terminates the connection and, and collapses here on the rooftop. Ratty helps her walk back into the tower there to rest. Page 18 here, I'm assuming it's the next chapter because we open with a tarot card in the upper left-hand corner of the page of the High Priestess. Uh, that's the first time we've seen that tarot card as the Fool and the Mage were on the front cover. And... White Fox is practicing magic, and she is levitating here with an open book on the floor next to her. We see some toys, some of those uh, alphabet blocks that are so everywhere with kids. Uh, well, kids when I was growing up, we always had those wooden blocks with letters on them. A doll down here, but she, White Fox, is levitating with probably a deck of tarot cards. She's laid out here, also levitating them in the air in front of her. Several knights are riding up on the tower, courtesy of Lord Silas. They're coming to uh, ask for the wizard Estacus' help in uh, charged by Lord Silas to do so. Uh, they gain entry, talking to the gargoyles. The wizard STQ confronts them there in one of his large rooms, you know, downstairs. A little bit of back and forth until finally the truth comes out that Lord Silas uh, wants STQ. STQ doesn't have a choice, and that's what the knights are there for, is to impress upon STQ that he doesn't have a choice, that Lord Silas 
demands his appearance. White Fox comes out. She's heard enough. She hears a little bit more, and she starts trying to impress upon the knights that if SDQ does not want to go, he will not go. And she, along with SDQ, will enforce that. So there's a little back and forth now between White Fox and the knights. She exhibits quite a bit of power, some levitating, bright lights, fireballs, what have you. Finally chases the knights out and, again, collapses only this time into the arms of STQ, who is, uh, she's levitated herself to seem more imposing, and then when she tires, she collapses into his arms. The knights have been run off, and we find out that everything she did was illusion. It wasn't real spells, destructive spells. Nonetheless, STQ's impressed. Uh, Raddy walks around the room gathering the equipment that the knights dropped in their haste, several swords and a couple helms. It's a good thing they didn't see through it, though. I would have had to deal with them myself, STQ says. And then White Fox kind of gives him the side eye and says, would you, STQ? Could you? So she's kind of having doubts about her uh, master, I guess, her master's abilities. Next issue, Red Snails, we're told, is the title of the story. Inside back cover, adventurer, swordswoman, and barmaid, a special eight-page Red Fox story drawn by Fox in Swiftsure number nine on sale now. So that was one of the magazines recommended. But also we find out that Fox did an eight-page story for issue nine of Swiftsure of Red Fox, which I did not know until now. I have it on my Lone Star Comics to get list. So it'll be interesting to read that. I don't think I'll read it for the show. I'll just read it for me because I kind of like Red Fox. And then back cover is a monochrome ad for Titan Distributors Limited, bringing the best from all per- possible worlds. But what grabbed my eye is down here, the signature for the art is Bolland. So I'm assuming this is probably Brian Bolland at this time, who has drawn this. It's a spaceship labeled Titan, and it's picking up a large uh, brontosaurus, as you were, to, I don't know, take it somewhere, to experiment on it, whatever. Now a faster service to North America through our Brooklyn warehouse. I believe I've spoken of this ad before. Britain's wholesale distributor of fantasy and science fiction comics, film and TV, rock, gaming, books, magazines, and related merchandise. Frequent air and sea freight shipments to all destinations. Titan Distributors. Um, there's a company now that puts books out called Titan. They had, uh, what have they recently had? Robotech license. They've had a Assassin's Creed license. Um couple other licenses, but they're not coming to mind. I, I, I don't know if they're the same people as this, but I think they're based over in England, too. So could be a connection there. Anyway, that is the end of Red Fox 4. Taking a list here at the schedule. Looks like next up I have Star Slayer issue number three to talk about. So that will be, that is from Pacific Comics, which should be the book published in February of 1982. Yep. So that's what I'll be talking about next episode. So if you're interested, there's what you get. Talk to you next time, folks. Ciao. Ciao.